This is CliffCentral.com. Edith Fenter is no stranger to anyone in South Africa who's been paying attention because all the way back in 1999, she traded in her social butterfly image and her obligations as an executive wife to taking the business world by storm, which she has absolutely done. Edith Fenter has been at the helm of Edith Fenter Promotions for more than 20 years, serving the hospitality industry and the event industry. But what is the state of her field given the current lockdown and beyond? I thought we'd check in with the woman herself. Edith Fenter, how are you? You look glamorous as ever. Thank you so much, Gareth. And thank you for having me on your show, as always. It's always a great lovely pleasure. To be with you. Yeah. So, so, Edith, we're going through some rather unprecedented times here. I don't think anyone is under any illusions that this is a very difficult time for a lot of people, whether they're employed, unemployed, in business, working for someone, um, trying to, to just conserve a little bit of value wherever they might be. How's your business dealing with things? Um, Gareth, one can't uh, deny the fact that, you know, things are tough. And I think it's pretty tough for, I would say, 95, 98% of, of businesses out there. Seriously, I think this sort of caught us not totally off guard, but I mean, we didn't realize the, 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 the total impact of, you know, what was going to happen. And obviously, the length. So for a lot of small businesses and I mean, we, we're not a big business. We're a small business. You know, to, to, to make sure you can sustain, you know, what you're doing and, 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 and your staff and, you know, all those things around it uh, is, is quite scary because, you know, there's, there's no definite time. You know, it's not like, well, on the, the 1st of June, we can all go back to work and things are going to be back to normal. It's going to take those wheels are going to turn very slowly, you know, to get us back to where we, we need to be. And the events industry, absolutely. I mean, that has shut down completely, as we know. So You're exactly right. I mean, most small businesses, and I'm sure this goes for yours as well, you operate on quite tight margins and you can maybe put away some money for a rainy day and maybe it's three months of operating costs. But beyond that, there are not a lot of businesses in the world that have cash piles that they can tap into after three months it's usually exhausted by then and the hard part obviously is that then you have to start cutting costs and that sometimes involves cutting people yeah exactly you know the 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 impact the the knock-on effect is is scary it really really is because you know if you've got a layoff it's those families that are all affected as well. You know, that that person, you know, looks after a family or, or whatever. So, you know, we've already seen it. We've already seen it in our industry uh, with people that we know. Um, the, you know, businesses are closing left, right and center. Um, and, and I keep saying uh, we've got to get our country back to work. We've really honestly got to get our country back to work. I understand this pandemic it's serious and we have to be mindful we have to be sensible but you know we live we're not a first world country as much as what we would love to think we are we aren't we africa and we work differently people earn a living on an hourly wage on a an, on a daily wage on a weekly wage i mean you know it, it's it's really scary to see what's going on out there i mean we're fortunate we have some a couple of clients that are are PR based and we can still work with them. But, you know, from the event side, obviously that is, you know, that's on ice and, and we'll wait to see what happens. Well, what you're saying isn't even particularly controversial. I mean, Dr. Tedros of the WHO said as much 
within the first two weeks of our lockdown, he was saying, you know, the continent I'm from, and he's from Ethiopia, so we share a continent. He said people really live from hand to mouth. And whatever you you make in a day or a week or a month, you really have to spend sustaining yourself through the next one. And and therefore, yes. it's a lot harder for, for people in, in this environment. So it's not as if you're saying money matters more than lives. The two go together. Absolutely. So, I, I totally agree. You've got to be sensible, but, but we... We've got to, we've got to, you know, our economy cannot sustain, you know, we're not a USA where we can put trillions of dollars behind whatever we need to, you know, we, 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 we much smaller than that. And I mean, even there with all those trillions of dollars, I was looking yesterday, uh, watching CNN and seeing that Neyman Marcus is is declared bankruptcy. I mean, massive, massive, massive companies are declaring bankruptcy. So, and, and you, you know, know what? It, it also it's it's not as if that money is isn't coming from the people who have to make it back again later. It's tax money. It's it's borrowed money. But you know, Edith, I'm sure in PR and in in hospitality generally, in the promotions that you guys do, there are some people who are getting it right. And we had a very interesting webinar with uh, Reg Lascaris and Timothy Maurice earlier this week, where we were talking about how important it is for companies to keep communicating with audiences and with customers and with clients because if you don't do that if you go dark at this stage they will think of you as a you know a fair weather friend and and you need to be there for them yeah i totally agree and that's what i've said to to my colleagues you know we started up a little newsletter we've started up things where we just keep in contact with our clients with our with you know, people that we work with, with our suppliers, with all of those good people, just say we are still here. You know, we are still part of this this whole <laughs> bigger, wider world out here and we haven't disappeared. And, and you know, we just have to make sure we get to the other side as unscathed as possible uh, as we can. You know, I, I know that you're not the kind of person to be lazy and to take time off. So I'm sure that through this this whole crisis, you've been working really, really hard. But have you had any peace to just kind of connect with being still, being quiet, taking it all in? The lockdown has forced many of us to do less social stuff than we might normally have done. And for you, that might be a relief in some ways. Have you had a day or two to just quietly be on your own, read a book, do something fun? Uh- you know what? It was. It's really weird because I moved in the middle of all of this. Oh, it was no. the weirdest thing. I swear. I swear. And so <laughs> I, had a, I had a garage with about a hundred boxes. So I used my time where we couldn't come into the office. Obviously, we would. I would stay in touch with my colleagues on on Zoom, and we would plan our days, and we would, you know, keep keep in touch with with everyone we needed to. But then the the the, the time that I wasn't doing that. I unpack boxes. So I must say I haven't really had a, a rest per se, but it, that was very th- therapeutic in its own right because it's sort of, you know, you're unpacking memories and you're unpacking all kinds of things and, and you're starting new ones. So from that point of view, it was actually very nostalgic in a, a weird kind of a way. And um, so, yeah, that's how I've spent my lockdown. <laughs> you see, norm- normally I'd say, well, you must be the unluckiest person in the world to be moving during a, a, a global crisis like this. But yeah. probably you're ahead of the game because it gave you a bit of time to do all of the stuff that you need to do when you move. Absolutely. And you didn't have to, totally. feel, you didn't have to feel bad. Exactly. I must say I haven't, <laughs> I haven't missed this much. I mean, I miss my friends and I miss the, the contact and, you know, popping 
or for a, a quick dinner or this or a movie or whatever. But um, but we I've stayed in touch obviously with all my friends and um, and and my family. Uh, but I didn't really miss that side of it as much as as really. I mean, I enjoy working, and I, you know, so for me. And as time drew on, I started to get a little bit not nervous in a way, you know, anxious because I really felt that I, I needed the structure, I needed the focus, I needed to be sitting in my office, I needed to be doing things on a more sort of structured basis. So. Yeah, I think um, I think so that. many of us are feeling that we just want to get on with our lives now. And and obviously, you know, that's that's not entirely up to us because we have to comply with certain rules. We have to be aware of other people's health and safety, as you've mentioned, be sensible. But what is I mean, your clients, I mean, you've done some incredible stuff. So I'm just going to go through a quick laundry list here. You've worked with Unilever, the Home Channel, Standard Chartered Bank, All Access on Mnet, Showmax, Emporio Armani, Louis Vuitton. These are these are big brands, some of them international. What are they telling you about their plans going forward? Or are they, as so many other businesses in South Africa, seem to be frozen and, and unable to make a decision? Well, I think from a, you know, any retail clients, uh, people aren't shopping. You know, people are have consolidated hugely and, 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 and working on the fact that you've got to get through we don't know how many more months of this or year or more, whatever. So retail is frightening, I would imagine. Um, companies that are supplying food, uh, you know, any, anybody around that, depending on what it is, mm. are in a, a sort of a, an okay position because, you know, those are necessities. So anything that, that factors in as a necessity is a better business to be in right now. Um, things that aren't, um, but even regardless of that, you know, I think every every business has seen a downturn. I mean, it's impossible not to. And let's face facts, um, Gareth. There are going to be there's going to be casualties. There have been already, and they are going to be massive. When people get back to work on Monday, I think there's going to be a lot of, I think you know, letters that are going to be received with retrenchments and things like that, and. And for me, that's just the tragedy of everything because it's it's hard. Now, Edith, I mean, you you lead a very colourful life. You've got a very um, a very interesting job. You've really created this this incredible life around yourself, which is you know a sign of of what I think is just your irrepressible force of personality, which is terrific. But it is hard for a lot of people to stay mentally alert and mentally healthy during a time like this. So what do you do to kind of push yourself forward on those days where you don't feel like doing exercise or you don't feel like doing that Zoom call or you actually couldn't be bothered? And, you know, those feelings start to creep in for everybody unless you're dishonest. Those feelings of like, oh, yeah. you know, I really just don't feel like this today. How do you stop yourself from going down that slide? Gosh, you know what? Maybe it's just my age. <laughs> I've been through <laughs> – I think I've been through sort of – some hectic times in my life for all kinds of reasons um, where there were many mornings that I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to put the makeup on. I didn't want to put the smile on the face. I didn't want to get out the door. Um, but I did because I just find if you, if you do that, you know, if you allow yourself to slip too much into that, that sort of dark place, um, it's very hard to get out of it. But I, I don't deny that through this time, I've had those thoughts. I've had the, you know, oh, my gosh, you know, what? And 
you know, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, I, you know, I, I don't know how much more to motivate or to do or to whatever. But you know what? I just, I make myself, I force myself to get out, I force myself to brush the teeth, comb the hair, put the makeup on and, and, and sit at a desk and do something, even if it's one or two emails, but to do something, to feel like you are making that difference. You have to. Because that that you know that mental state can claim you very very quickly and um, and yeah it's you know you have to you know you're also well known for doing a lot of things for charity and you do you do plenty you spend a huge amount of your time doing corporate social responsibility you even uh, helped clients of yours to do that too this is obviously a, a terrible time for people who are asking for donations and for charity because just no one has anything to give. And people are so nervous that even if they do have money at the moment, as you said just now, they're consolidating. So if there, if there were a word you could give to those people or even to those who might be holding back the people who generously usually give, just to kind of get the wheels turning there. I mean, if you could address the whole country, what sort of thing would you say to get all of us moving in the right direction? Gosh, you know what? I mean, you, there you've touched on such a, a big thing from the, the charity organizations that we work with. And... I mean, especially the animal charities, because I think if any charities have been hit, it's been the animal charities. I mean, the person who made the comment, well, you can get COVID-19 from your, from your animal, from your pet. I mean, and, 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 and the shelters were, were swamped. I mean, with beautiful animals in, in, in a day. So, uh, you know, just, I'd say no matter how, how small, don't stop giving. Those organizations need that. And whatever kind of support, however it comes, uh, we can't stop that. And not only the animals, I mean, everyone, the aged, the, you know, the, the people who are really sick, hospice, you know, organizations like that, they are desperate. I mean, we really, really do need to sustain it. And we know it, we see it because with our events that, that are charity based and we need sponsorships for that. I mean, we've held back even going out there for that because we know that, you know, no one is even looking at anything like that this year. So all of those charity events, you know, although we are working on them, we're waiting to see how dates mm. move out for eventing. And, and of course, in the, in the uh, meantime, those people, we can't, those people are stuck. They, they, and, you know, their need hasn't decreased. They're still doing all their good work, but they just don't have any yeah. money rolling in, which is very hard. In fact, the need has, has increased dramatically. Quite frankly, it's not the same. It's a lot more because there's a lot, there's a lot more people now that are more on the bread line than have ever been before. Um, and let's face it, we've got people out there starving. I mean, they literally are starving. They, they cannot earn a living. So where do they turn? All right, Edith, I mean, I mean, let's try and turn this positive in some way because, yes. <laughs> because <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> there are, there are no, reasons to be but, optimistic. I mean, I think that a lot of people have discovered what uh, what small privileges they have and and learn to enjoy fewer things that we we took for granted everybody's life was so fast before and there must be things that you've realized too that that maybe are are small comforts that really mean an enormous amount during a time like this oh absolutely i mean i've just i mean my friends are absolutely important my colleagues at work awesome you know um conversation is so much more meaningful it really really is and 
and just sitting at at home at night quietly, I think you just appreciate small things, your 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 small uh, little you know extra things that you have that other people might not, and you realize how fortunate you really, really, really are. So. I take nothing for granted. Having also been in this move, I've realized that people are too excessive. You know, we, we don't need as much as what we thought we do. Yeah. We did. Oh, did, did, you, did you throw, out, you threw out a lot of stuff? Aerith, I, you don't actually understand it. And you know what? It was so awesome. And I just thought, let this all go to somebody or places that, that can really use this because what were you thinking? I mean, I just, I was, I was ashamed of myself in a way I, I, because you just, uh, you, you actually realize that you need so little. Um, and yeah. I'm trying to picture in my mind what a, an Edith Fenter garage sale might look like. It would be quite something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll invite you, as soon as you can, yeah. because boy, are there bags of things. <laughs> There are probably there are probably people who need it more than me, and and I don't need any more clutter. I've I've actually gone around my house and I've I've also tidied up and and put away and thrown away, and and donated things that I know I'm not going to use. And you know it helps. It gives you more space. It gives you your life becomes simpler and easier to manage. You're not holding on to a t-shirt, some funny t-shirt that you got ten years ago just because you like the slogan, but it's so awful that you'll never wear it. I mean, why keep things exactly. like a pair of shoes that's sat in your cupboard for 10 years that you've worn once? What's the point? Exactly. No, that's what I found. I just found I was ruthless. I really was. And in a way, it clears your mind as well. You know, just sort of, it just sort of it clears out the layers of, you know, having to own all this stuff. You don't need to own all that stuff. Share it. Share it with the world. So I think if, if the good positive things, that's what's become very positive is that people have realized that how are the family all handling things are they all well and they, uh, and in good health yeah they all yeah they all they're all in good health thank god and yeah everybody's fine and happy so you know we have so much to be grateful for and and i never you know i never overlook that yeah well, Edith, I'm going to schedule a, a, a reconvening of this conversation in about three or six months, depending on, on how long it takes us to kind of get to another level. And I hope that that le next level isn't just level three or level two. I hope that it, it's a level where we can all prosper again and we can create employment yeah. and where we can start working and getting the economy going and people can start buying and selling things and helping each other and donating to charities yeah. and you know, doing good. Um, and then we'll check in again and we'll have a, a lot more to tell. Our survival stories will sound that much better when we've actually made it through. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we we're still around. Takes more than that to kill us off. Don't worry. Damn right. And I, I know that if, if, if you can say that, and you really have, you've had your share of, of, of good and bad experiences in your life and you always triumph. So if, you, if you're saying that, that gives the rest of us hope. Thank you. And Gareth, thank you. And thank you for all that you do as well. Really, we're right there behind you too. Thank you. Marvelous to speak to you. Thank you, Edith Venter. What a pleasure. Thank you. That was superb. Bye-bye. This is cliffcentral.com.